Welcome to the second episode of my series looking at ghost hunters in Ireland. This time I accompanied Ghost Aira one night as they investigated Mockross Abbey in Killarney County Kerry. As the team set up on the Abbey's bell tower, I asked Anthony about the history of the Abbey and the team's plan for the night. We as Ghost Aira will be investigating Mockross Abbey tonight, um, an abbey dating from 1541, founded by the Franciscan monks, the observant Franciscan monks, um, practiced uh, the religious rituals here um, down Muckus Road, close to Kalani Town. Um, the monks would have lived, eaten, s- slept, worked off the land here, and they would have done so for about 100 years until Cromwell came over and sieged the abbey. Um, there's a lot of legends related to the abbey. Uh, first of all, Bram Stoker is supposed to have frequented this place. He may have got his stories for Dracula from this location. There was one particular person called John Drake who used to work in a kitchen here. And he's said to have slept in the coffins on the upper floors of this abbey, which we are currently on now, Peter. He was supposed to pray during the day, and then at night time, he'd do completely the opposite and curse and used to swear. Now, whether the legend of sleeping in the coffins for Dracula comes from here, whether to do with the drinking blood, the chieftains, maybe to do with uh, localised chieftain Dan the Feathers, McCarthy, who's supposed to haunt a, lo- in a local um, hotel here, used to drink the blood of the enemies, so whether that's to do with Dracula. So there's um, a lot of history to this location. Um, the monks were tortured. Um, I, think they were, I think they were called hot-capped, hot um, hot which means the top of the head was um, burnt, scalded. Um, they were hanged, tortured by Commonwealth troops. Tonight we're trying to find and go back to the times. We could call ourselves time travellers ourselves and themselves time travellers come to our present and to see how they lived, their, their, their emotions, how they feel, how they feel towards us and to see if we get anything paranormal. So a few of the experiments we'll be doing tonight will be a seance. Uh, seance means sitting in French. So it's a type of meditation, a type of relaxation to try and bring the energies forward. Um, it's not like what people believe what would happen with the media and well, films and that or religion towards what seances are. We're trying to bring uh, a light-hearted way, feeling into it, trying to bring an open mind, try and feel what the spirits are feeling. Sometimes we would get voices over the recordings, people feel stuff. The typical sense would be in the format of uh, sitting around the table, have a cloth on the table, maybe bring out the singing bowl, the type of bowl which uh, rings out loud, we play it. Um, this is to entice the spirits to come forward. We have candles lit. We try and use particular vocabulary that might entice the spirits to come forward, um, something that may they feel a link to. We'd be doing scrying, which is a type of experiment looking through a mirror, 
to see if uh, any spirit can come forward through reflection, to see if um, any, again, voices or visuals or spirits come forward, if they can come through our own individual person, uh, through emotions, through face distortion, um, through different background visuals, smells, tastes, uh, touches. We'll also be doing a um, manifestation board, which is type of board, which has different types of uh, manifestations, apparitions, to see what kind of spirit they are, to what kind of spirit they think we are, and what other spirits are around. We also try and do a color mood frame where we see what kind of emotion the spirit's in and what uh, emotion we should be in for the evening. We also got uh, John Paul here. Would be he's got equipment EMF meters. We have Kean, who's would be another member of the team, newly joined with us there. Um, he's great with the eyes in the dark. <laughs> Doesn't need a torch. We have Sinead, who's been with us for a good few years. Uh, she'll be doing the scrying. And Jen, who's one of these. Uh, people won't call psychic we usually we don't brand ourselves that way but she's um, she sees a lot of energies as well we all see and hear stuff we've all got that energy probably yourself might feel something tonight Peter but um, um, we'll go through all that now later the team begins the seance okay so deep breath in and now deep breath in and now, so left palm up, right palm down. Just relax the arms. We're asking the energies to come forward tonight for clear communication, clear contact. We'd like to see, hear, feel you tonight. Now is your chance, now is your opportunity to come forward. We're asking our spirit guides only let those spirits in that are willing to do just that. Those that don't want to communicate to step back. So just imagine a bright white light above your head, coming in towards your head, in towards your upper torso, into your left arm, into your person's right arm. <coughs> Making a full circle this present moment. That's me. Coughing, me sniffing. So, blind and white light, circle of love and protection. Well, then, Father God, life for what we are, we give thanks to all that we are and all that we have. We invite the violet flame burning up through towards our bodies, transmuting any energies out of alignment with our I am presence, blessed be. And finally, we're asking for our spirit guides to keep us safe tonight, to let those that want to communicate, again, come forward. Protection as well to Peter towards my left. If you came to this location by the lake, by the pathways to this abbey, on your journey towards the spiritual enlightenment, come towards us. Dear spirits, I'm giving you the opportunity now, I'm going to invoke you to come forward. Step out of the shadows and into the light, step out of the light and into the shadows. What heavy is light, what light is heavy, 
the time is now, now is now, now it shall be. Come forth, step forward, step into this realm. We are ghosts in your dimension. Should we do the singing bowl for a minute? As the team prepared for the next session, I asked Sinead how she got into paranormal investigations. It was about eight years ago, and I was doing a college project. I was actually doing a radio documentary, and I decided to do it on the paranormal. I've always had an innate curiosity about the paranormal and anything spooky or different, and I've always kind of found it really fun to watch things on TV that were similar to that growing up. So I headed along to a paranormal convention in Dublin around 2009 uh, for two days. And I interviewed a few people uh, during the weekend there. And was it, uh, yeah, was it on the second day, just bumped into this team, clicked with them instantly, um, then followed them around the country for, I think, just one or two investigations, caught some audio clips, and became more involved in it because I was just like blown away by the first thing I saw, actually. And I've been interested ever since. It is a little bit unconventional, I, I know, but I think that was just, just my. I don't know, I think I've just always been interested in it and I just, I just kept going with it. What was the first thing you saw that blew you away? We were in a place called Rishan Castle in Mill Street. Mill Street, they'll tell me, Mill Street. And uh, yeah, it was just basically, we're all around the table, the temperature in the room dropped from something like 11 degrees Celsius to like one degree in, in a split second. And everybody was shaking. I remember we were all on the board, it was all inside. Um, and there's just really weird noises in different rooms. It just got like, very eerie. Um, I think just the energy of the people in the room. There was quite a lot of people at that time in the room. And it was just, the, the we were on the Ouija board, also known as a talking board. And what we felt, I was just like kind of mesmerized and looking at it for a little bit. And just, there was two people on it and their fingers were barely touching the thing, the actual planchette or the glass. And it was just going around 100 miles an hour. And I was like, what's all this about? So I had to go myself. And just you could just feel the energy from this tiny little glass, barely anyone touching at it, uh, like uh, touching it, just flying around. Like I was like, what, what on earth? But it, it was just upstairs. You had a table fall over by itself. It just, even since then, it was just a very strange thing has happened, like phones ringing by themselves and nobody on the other end. It just... Um, it's just, it just every place we go, we go, we just find some new kind of, we delve into a new discovery and we're like, what on earth is causing this? Sometimes we go to places and nothing will happen. But that's a good thing as well. At least we, we know that we're not kind of not, you know, not making it up. But it's just been interesting, yeah. But you don't find it scary? Um, no, actually, initially I did. Um, I think I'm a little bit of an adrenaline junkie and it's probably another reason why I joined the team was I kind of got a kick out of the, um, the fear at, at the beginning. But now we just, it just, I don't know, my capacity for fear has just gone through the roof as in I don't feel fear anymore going on these. I don't get scared basically. It will take me a lot to get scared. 
And you're completely convinced by what you've seen that the supernatural exists. You don't think there could be any alternative explanations for the things you've seen? Yeah, well, absolutely. I'm also kind of critical about certain aspects of things as well. I think that's an important thing to have. You just can't jump on any conclusion going, oh, it must be a ghost or it must be a spirit. But uh, there are, I do believe in you know, the afterlife. I don't know what it is. Um, I've seen and heard things that I, I just, I just, there's no explanation in my mind what they could be. So hence, I just keep going exploring and see what, what pops up. The vigil continued. The team used three different boards in an attempt to communicate with spirits, namely a manifestation board, a mood board and a Ouija board. They all have the same basic format. A glass or a piece of wood called a planchette is placed at the centre of the board and team members place their fingertips on top of it. Around the board there are letters, numbers, colours or figures. The idea is that as questions are asked, the spirits, working through the team members, will direct the glass or planchette towards the correct answer. First up was the manifestation board. So the spirits to come forward and tell us what spirits, what type of energy are you. We're asking you to step forward, hear these words, hear these cries, spirit from the other side, come to me, I summon thee, cross now the great divide. Step forward, use the energies that are around. Dear Spirit, can you move the planchette to what type of manifest, uh, what type of manifestation you are, what type of energy you are, living presence you are, come and step forward. Use this device as an indicator what you are. Spirit guides, ask them to come forward. That's it, thank you. Come forward, you use the energies, tell us what type of energy you are. Poncho has moved a few inches. Come towards us now, step forward. Hear these words, hear these cries. Spirit from the other side, come to me, I summon thee, cross now the great divide. Come towards us now, step forward. That's correct, dear spirit. Can you move it in direct line towards that? Continue, thank you. If that your previous answer was correct, could you please move it again? More direct. More direct, yeah. What type of manifestations are also around us, apart from yourself? Is there any other types of energies that are around? Polter, poltergeist. poltergeist. What type of energies do you think we are? So John Paul is holding the K2 meter.
with a great old great box that measures the EMF and it's now fluctuating up to over 25 millicals, which is a red light, the most extreme uh, reading on the meter. So it's fluctuating from 0 to 25. So this is another short experiment. So we know from the first um, the manifestation board that there was angels, spirit guides around us. There was also poltergeist energies. Um, so that means it could be some activity. Um, and they thought we were elementals, which isn't a bad thing really. So basically this is, Peter, this is uh, what we've been using this for years ago still, it's like a coloured mood frame, so each colour represents a mood, what the spirit might be in, so instead of asking are you good or bad, you actually find out what kind of emotion they are, uh, the spirit, and what kind of emotion they think we should be in. Um, so this for for instance, it went to blue, which is, means uh, calm, relaxed, lo lovable, uh, which the nursing profession would use to relax people when they're patients. Red means energised, uh, excited, alert. Red is using traffic lights to alert people to stop. Uh, green is normal, average, and uh, neutral. So green would be used for people to go, so it's not less a colour on a traffic light to make people um, go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's 12 colours, and each colour represents a type of emotion. So we're asking the spirit... Tonight, the spirits, the majority, are in a glass of moon. clockwise. What kind of emotion are you feeling tonight? That's the still set. Green. Normal average. Okay, dear spirit, what kind of emotion should we feel tonight? Purple. Clarity and sensual. Clarity and sensual, so purple, so that means a loving kind of feeling. Sorry, bit my heart was there. Okay. Dear spirit, Sinead is going to be going into the room to do some mirror scrying. She has different coloured mirrors to use with the mirror scrying, what colour should she use to see you through on the reflection? Red. So it's a red colour. Thank you. Go on, Margaret. That's it. Short and simple. So what we're doing now is, is Sinead's going to go on her own with Peter scrying, looking through the reflection to see if there's any spirits to come forward. She'll be in contact with us through walkie-talkie. I went with Sinead to another room in the Abbey, where she sat on a windowsill and stared into a piece of coloured glass. Is it your own reflection you're looking for? Yeah, at the moment, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm supposed to be looking through here, getting into like a meditative state uh, within the next minute or so, so I'll have to kind of like... So what you, the general gist is, you're supposed to go into a trance after like five minutes, just like burn everything out. And um, the basis is that your face will begin to change or morph into some something else. So that's the, well, that's, that's the, that's hopefully that will be the result. And what have you seen appearing in it before? 
And your thoughts? Um, what I've had is like your face will morph, like your eyes will get wider, your, or you know, the, your eyes will change, or your whole facial structure will change, that kind of thing. So, you know, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> we'll give it a we'll give it a bash anyway. Yeah. Ten minutes passed. The room was pitch black, and there was no sound except for a bat flitting about in the darkness. You know, take off and I'll finish up with that. I only got like, my face was morphed into a child's face, but other than that, I didn't get anything. Yeah. I didn't get like, anything fear or loneliness or anything. That, all the emotions, I actually got the emotion that was on the board. It was just like, happy. Like, there was nothing really that came through that was just very distinctive there. So, mm-hmm. I think uh, there's nothing really, I, I'd like, be here for a while and maybe would, something might happen, but... I think uh, what I could see it was a child. I don't know if there was, I don't know if this was like a monastery or whatever, but just like a child's face and happiness. So, what we're doing next now is the Ouija board. It's uh, <laughs> a method of communication used also in ancient civilization. Uh, we're doing it in a way that if you're doing, if you're doing, spiritual ghost hunting as they call it that is something that you'd have to explore and now people some other teams or the researchers teams have said that if you blindfold that it that it doesn't work so it must be a person must be moving it or muscle muscle spasms um okay that's fine there people are entitled to their own opinion but same as like meters or Visual recorders, they need batteries, so why doesn't the spirit might need your eyes the same way as a, a meter might need batteries? So, who knows, they probably might need our energies to come forward, actually to come forward into us, um, to make things clearer. So we're just going to have to ask specific questions that might link to, or lead off or lead to the history here. Some stuff that we might not know, that if we research it later, we might find out, might be linked, or something that might happen within us and enjoy the experiment itself. So, um, so Sinead, uh, Kian, and Jen are just going to connect on a glass, which is on the centre of the board, the Ouija board, which is. Which has, <laughs> which has the alphabet, has the vowels, the Irish vowels, others, has one to zero marked onto it, a yes and no. And so I'm going to ask specific questions, first of all, which led up on the manifestation board. So we know that it was an angel spirit guide. So, dear spirits, from the previous board we were from the previous board we were on before in the upper room, the clock tower. We want to know how many of the spirit guides, angels, are around. Are you protecting us from something around us? 
question, glasses back at the centre. Were you a human being at some stage? No. Glass was circling there. Glasses back to centre. Are you protecting us for a future event? Just on the history of this place. Can you tell us what's your name? sorts of ways, it could mean some back in the old spiritual way, if they're classing ourselves as elementals, back in pagan times, they would worship elementals, so it's not necessary, means evil, back in another era, okay, what, are there monks around this location, people dressed in Tortured here. That's a circle. Thank you. Were they tortured here? That's a circle now. Not necessarily meaning anything evil, but probably due to its building of energy. Were they tortured here? Yes. T. T. 
Year, thank you, did Cromwell's forces come and siege sack this abbey? Tortured, not given water. I thought I heard this sound as well before I asked that question. Did you hear anything? I got something towards my left. Do you like some water? To the lower dormitory, uh, what is down there? The dark dormitory on the, where the monks used to sleep. What is down there? K2 meter is going off. Richard John's holding a great box. Did one of you make a noise? Then? No, I heard it down there. Did downstairs. you any of you make a noise? No, no, I heard oh, something downstairs. Well, I think don't know if there's something downstairs. I heard, I heard I thought it was something. Trying to burp or not. Okay. 
what is down there? I, I don't know if that was like, uh, something like that. That was me, Anthony. Pete. John Drake's still here, sleeping in the coffins. Asking me. <coughs> w. W. Um. T. It was past midnight when the team finished their investigations. As we left the Abbey, I asked John Paul about his paranormal beliefs. None of it is is 100% kind of, I believe there's a ghost in front of us. It's kind of open to interpretation from all of us. And until, until I see it concrete, I'll never be happy. And what would you say at the moment is your state of belief? You believe or you don't? I believe. On the yeah, I believe. But I, I feel uh, the direction for, for this group is everyone else deserves to see what we, we've seen. <laughs> um, that's kind of my, my mindset of it all. I, I, I'm religious. I, I, I believe in an afterlife. I believe in angels. I believe in heaven. I believe in hell. Um, so if, if people go to mass and they worship God, why can't we come out here in a, in a night and, and find an angel, find a spirit mm-hmm. that will communicate with us and show us that they're real, just just mm-hmm. for our own belief. I'm not looking for closure on the whole subject. I'm not looking to convince myself that it exists, but I'm looking to show everybody else that there's life, mm-hmm. is, there's a vast understanding of everything out there. I mean, it's, it's not just little bits we we're only tipping the surface with our brain capacity, the, the percentage we work at, the way we evolve. And then there's the other side of it. You might open your mind to something else. It's not nothing to be feared. It's just embrace it. I, I don't fear anything that happens there. A lot of people in there in a dark room waiting for something to happen think, oh God, something's going to come in. But something's already coming in all the time. Nothing's happened. Never heard of anyone getting killed by a ghost. (laughs) So that concludes my two-part look at paranormal investigators in Ireland. I didn't experience anything supernatural myself, but I met some interesting people and heard some good stories. I hope you enjoyed listening. If you have any feedback, you can reach me at mccartypeter97 at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.